and welcome to episode 804 of the sleeper and the bust it is tuesday <laughs> april 21st i'm your host paul Spore, joined by justin mason justin I, I truly don't know the days dude yeah like, that's not that's not an intentional blunder there to be funny like i i i blanked yeah i woke up my daughter this morning uh at nine o'clock because she woke her and my wife and my brother-in-law woke up in the middle of the night so they could try to go watch the meteor shower that was happening last night Oh, cool. Um, especially because, so about 15 years ago, or maybe 13 years ago, I bought a telescope at a garage sale. Um, and it was like a $500 telescope at the time, and mm-hmm. but it was broken. And the dude's like, I'll give, you, do, I'll give it to you for 10 bucks. Oh, wow. Um, he goes, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know where you can take one of these things to go fix. And it's literally been just sitting in my garage since then. I've, I've never been able to get it fixed and stuff. And my brother-in-law took it apart a few days ago and fixed it. Um, wow. So, uh, you know, it was like a simple fix. I just, you know, did never did it. Um, and yeah. so they woke up and they watched the meteor shower. And um, uh, and so she slept in. So I woke her up this morning. I was like, hey, it's 9 o'clock. You got a Zoom call with your teacher at 10. And she goes, Dad, it's Thursday. <laughs> You're like, uh, no, it's not, sweetheart. It is absolutely not Thursday. <laughs> not even close to Thursday. So, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, do days even matter? I mean, unless, no. unless you're working. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, the folks, uh, those of you who are out there working, good on you, man. Especially those of you on the front lines. You guys are busting your butts. It's huge. And it's so important. Um, and it, it's the, the whole situation, man. It just seems that I, I, I'm more speechless about it every time we talk about it because like, there's no end in sight. We don't know what's, you know exactly what it's going to be like. And then you and I were just talking off off air, like, you know, what's it going to be like when it does lift? You know, how weird is it going to be to go out and and exist in the world that people, you know, you're going to run back out as soon as it's lifted. You're going to ease your way back out. You know, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to just zip back out and be out there doing everything ever right off the rip. I mean, I don't already. I'm a little bit of a, not, I'm a lot of bit of a homebody already. But uh, I don't know, man. This is this is all so wild. And um, that's really all I've got to say about it. But we do have a good show planned. So I'm excited to do that. We're talking about we're supposed to have a special guest, Jason Collette. But his work uh, flipped the script on him a little bit as far as uh, what day he would be off. So he's not able to join us here. So we are not going to have Jason Collette for our draft of seasons that should have won an MVP or Cy Young. But there's plenty of seasons here. I I wish we'd have had three people, though, because there are so many that, that are deserving. Now, we cut it off at 1970, and frankly, my draft list, I don't even know if I utilized the entire pool. Oh, I because, did. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I went back. It's not it's not all, like, within the last five years or whatever, but it's like there, there's, there are so many where you're just like, how? How? And you understand, you know, voting was different, and we understand that. But, man, even without the benefit of, like, understanding war and stuff like that you look at some of these like what what were you guys doing what were you truly voting on here it doesn't make any sense and and, you know just the the overvaluing of like homers and ribbies for mvps and of course wins for um for for cy youngs is prevalent it's prevalent and it's it's kind of it's kind of gross so we'll get into all of it though and uh, i believe you have the number one pick in this draft is that correct oh i believe it is correct because i believe you went first uh in cartoon characters i um, did and i took an amazing pick and i sent you a video that backed how great my <laughs> pick was 
I was watching I, that video. This is how like, bored oh we are. Is I know, I know. We are, we are researching the the aftermath of drafts. I sent Justin some video. That was like a breakdown, like a, a essay, video essay about SpongeBob and its prevalence in the culture. And it specifically mentioned why he's more important than Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sending this to Justin instantly. It was so freaking funny. But, uh, okay, go ahead and lead us off here. What is your number one season since 1970 that deserved an MVP or Cy Young? And by the way, there's no split here. You can do 10 Cy Youngs. You can do 10 MVPs. You can do 9 and 1. You can break it down however you'd like. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I'm going to take Ichiro not winning the 2004 MVP. Okay. Give uh, us information about who won and then what, what your guy did is what is how we'll, we'll do these. Uh, I mean, uh, Vlad Guerrero won okay. the, the uh, MVP that year. Uh, and, uh, I mean, he broke an 84-year-old record in terms of total hits in a season that year. Yeah. Uh, and, and finished like, second. Hello. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I'm not. No, I mean, no. there are f- he there are few seven. Oh wow, did he really? Oh wow, he finished seventh, dude. Yeah, yeah, I this mean, one was high on my board. This is a great pick here. It just, I mean, when when you break a record like that, and when you play such a great all around game the way Ichiro did, uh, I I think part of it was uh, he you know he plays in he played in Seattle where there was a lot less eyes. Uh, on him, uh, the Mariners are never good. So, <laughs> I mean, a lot of times well, they were see... good. Uh, wait, what was the big year? Two thousand one. Yeah, so that was the year. What they or maybe it was two thousand or two thousand one. Yeah, it's one of those. But let's see what they did in two thousand four because yeah, that played a role too. And that's it's stupid. It shouldn't have. Yeah, they were sixty three and ninety nine. So you're right. They weren't getting any love. But he was so Ichiro was so amazing, dude. He went off and vlad took it and it the fact that Ichiro finished seventh is the real travesty here he he finished uh four runs higher in terms of war or four wins higher in terms of war uh than vlad did that year and i mean vlad had a great year and everything and he's one of my favorite players to watch but i think uh one just Ichiro's was never a flashy player in terms of like uh, doing all the different things that people wanted from him, but man, he was just an elite hitter. Well, probably one of the best hitters of all time. And 2004 was one of his high watermarks. And the fact he didn't win the MVP that year is, is a travesty. It is indeed, and that is a uh, that's a good opening pick. I like it. I'm gonna go cross each row off my list here because that was a good one. I'm gonna go super homer off rip. I'm just going to stick to the brand and pick the 2016 Cy Young. Verlander deserved that over Porcello. Come on. It's an absolute joke. Uh, I knew that. I almost took this one first just so you wouldn't have it. You know, I'm worried about that. I truly did Mm -hmm. with you having first pick. You know, Parks and Rec situation repeating here. You know, the only justification that you can come to when you look at it is the wins. That's the only place that you can really get there, I think. If you're looking at it honestly, because I mean, Verlander's got him everywhere else that freaking matters. And in some spots by a massive mark, you know, he's got him in ERA. He's got him in whip. Uh, he's got five innings on him. He's got him in by, by like 70 strikeouts, um, you know, 20 fewer hits allowed. It's just an across the board thing, but he's 16 and nine versus 22 and four. And you can't tell me that's not why he was picked, because I just won't believe it. And uh, it's ridiculous. You know, Kluber was better than Porcello, too. Chris Sale might have been better than Porcello. Um, You could make a case that Tanaka from that year was better than Porcello. He had 24 fewer innings. So I'll I'll favor innings, you know, like when things are close. I'll favor innings. So I could understand if those were the top two, if you then gave it to Porcello. But they, but that's you know that's just a a ancillary comment there on Tanaka even being better. He was the seventh place finisher. Berlander absolutely deserved it. Yes, there's a little bit of homerism there because I'm a Tigers fan, but I think anybody looking at it objectively understands that even if you didn't want to go Verlander, I think the only logical place you could have gone was Kluber, not Porcello. So I hate to you know 
critique guys who won an award and like crap on them and and take things you know degrade their honor but you didn't deserve that and and you damn well know it and uh it did spawn one of the best wife responses (laughs) in internet history when uh kate upton said i thought i was the only one who got to f justin verlander but it turns out the cy young voters get to as well I mean, just stand by. What, what a stand by your man moment there, and just mm-hmm. hilarious, hilarious comment by her. So yeah, I got to go with that first. Um, nobody's surprised, and you're probably not going to be terribly surprised by this next one either, because I'm going to stay in the vein of of a popular one here. I'm going to get into some deeper cuts, but I'm staying. I'm appealing to the masses here, and I'm going to go and say, Bart, you thief. You two, you two family having fat thief, Bartolo Colon ripping that 2005 sigh from Johan Santana. It doesn't make any sense. And again, the only way that you can look at this is that it was driven by wins, which is so aggressively stupid because that doesn't matter. Like, and I know, you know, that we've we've evolved and, and gotten to a point where a lot of people understand that pitcher wins do not determine their value being credited with a win. Like you can have a great record and a great season and a really flashy record is still pretty cool. Like if you're 22 and two or something, that's pretty neat. Like I, I don't I don't mind a, a real flashy record. Um, it, it's still fun to look at when someone's like 14 and 0 in June. But I still want to see like what their actual production is. And if Bartolo doesn't go 21 and 8, there's no way that he wins that. The grossest thing about it, Santana was third. And Bartolo went 348, 116 on the ERA whip. Santana went 287.97 in 10 more innings. So you can't even say it was a volume thing, but he was 16 and 7. There's something about winning 16 games. That apparently gets you screwed over for Cy Young. <laughs> Hell, I'd have taken Mark Burley over over um, Bartolo. He he had a 312-118 combo. So he had him beat on whip by a good bit. And he was a couple ticks behind Cologne in, in whip. But he also had 14 more innings, Burley did. So I would have taken Burley over Cologne. Rivera, by the way, was the number two finisher. Which I don't aggressively object to because... You know, you can look at the war on these two. First off, pitcher war, I'm always a little bit suspect on. Especially ours, we use we use uh, FIP for, and I, I kind of like to focus more on what happened as opposed to the theoretical of like what should have happened. Um, and uh, especially reliever war, I don't want to get bogged down in that. And I think relievers can win it. 78 innings of a 138 and a .87, um, you know, with 43 saves. You know, Mo as a number two is not the end of the world on its own, but he should have been number two to Santana then, not Bart. So that's my number two is uh, Johan Santana's 2005 Cy Young. So I got two Cy Youngs off rip, and it's over to you for the 2-3 turn. Yeah, see, the mistake you made was going against Bartolo Colon. The man can do no wrong. He has two families. (laughs) Well, some of us are big enough personalities, we need to. What do you uh, think people you with two families <laughs> are doing do right now? With, yeah, doing right now. Like, hey, how do going? you explain this one? I got, I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta go. Um, yeah, business trip. Business doesn't stop in the shoe business, babe. But, but, but you're not in the shoe business. Yeah, but you know, some things have come up. I got, mm-hmm. I gotta go. I'll be back in three days. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, no, but like joking aside, I wonder how it is, you know, going with. Uh, People who are, I think like, you just have to choose, right? Yeah, you just gotta go. All right, well, I'm hunkering I mean, down with I, this I, family. I really like Jack and Sally, but you know, uh, Bart Jr. and and Fred really need me. <laughs> they need me right now more than ever, so I gotta stick mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, like I, I don't know what the uh, what the decision process is there, but uh, I, I think that um, it's probably you know. I wonder if some affairs have been broken up by this. Not that I would feel bad for people cheating on their significant others losing <laughs> their affairs due to COVID. Uh, the one bright spot of a massive pandemic. Yeah, uh, people have to be uh, faithful all of a sudden. Uh, uh, with my second pick, I'm going to take uh, Randy Johnson's 2004. 
okay. uh, season. Uh, he He'll lost to MVP or Cy? Uh, Cy Young, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he fell short of beating uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, he had what, 16 wins. See, there you go. That was the problem. Uh, Telling you, two, you don't want 16 dubs on a great season. And I mean, and Clemens, I believe, had a 20 game winner that year. And so I think that was the ultimate difference because he had a uh, he had three wins higher in war. Um, he had like 70 more strikeouts and a 2.60 ERA to a 2.98 ERA. Jeez. So, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it, Randy Johnson was, I mean, he won plenty of awards, so sure. I mean, I'm, I don't feel too bad for the dude, but, uh, that was one of his greatest seasons in Arizona, uh, and, uh, and he should have won the award, and unfortunately, uh, Roger Clemens, uh, walked away with it, though, we'll get to Roger Clemens later, because he had plenty of, uh, awards snaked from him as well. Oh, he did, and I guess we will race to see who picks them. Mm-hmm. My list is laden with them as well, good sir. Go ahead. All right, uh, let's see. I think uh, I'm going to go against the way I usually go in terms of, like, I'm not a big fan of uh, of pitchers winning MVP. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm afraid. Um, and so it, it's it's pretty rare that I think a pitcher deserves it. But let's talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about Gaylord Perry in 1972. Oh, okay, okay. I like this. This is a deep cut here. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with this. I thought you were going elsewhere, but but go ahead, sir. Please educate. On these ones, I want to dig a little bit deeper. I know we're, we're on a little bit of a time crunch, but uh, I want to dig a little deeper on the older ones that maybe folks aren't as familiar with. So G- Gaylord Perry, uh, obviously a fantastic pitcher uh, for the Giants. Uh, for a lot of his career, and then with the Indians and the Ragers and uh, the Padres, and I want to say the Mariners. He pitched maybe? for like everybody, so yeah. Yeah, it pitched forever. Pitched from 1962 till 1983. Uh, and this dude was like the prototypical old school pitcher, which means he pitched every inning. Mm-hmm. It, uh, in 1972, uh, he had 41, or sorry, four, no, I'm, I'm missing it. Um, oh yeah, 40 games started, uh, and he had 29 complete games. Oh my God. Now that wasn't uncommon for him in, you know, in the next season, 1973, he had 41 games started and 29 complete games. He actually, between like the years 1972, uh, and 1976, he had at least 21 complete games in each of those seasons. Wow. Here's the thing, though. In 1972, there was a strike. It shortened the season. They did not play 162 games. They played more like 130. Oh, my God. Uh, And uh, I believe he finished fifth uh, on the ballot that year. Uh, Yes, he won the Cy Young, and that's great. But there was no more valuable player in all of baseball than when Gaylord Perry threw... Uh, 29 complete games Seriously? with a 1.92 ERA. Wow. Uh, and and uh, one nine t- like that's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, just uh, the one of the cool things about this uh, exercise is I actually got to go like do research on uh, yeah, exactly. on some of the greatest uh, seasons about, of all times learn and about uh, some of these uh, old school guys too. Yeah, so. Uh, probably not, I'm assuming he wasn't on your board necessarily, no, but, but I love uh, this. Uh, and like I said, I don't usually think that pitcher should win MVP. I think you need to like really go above and beyond. I think Cy Young's the pitching award, MVP's the hitting award. Um, but there are a few exceptions to that rule and this is one of them. That's a great, that's a great call out. And I, I agree that it, uh, it sounds like a great exception there. So is that, oh yeah, yeah. And then the Randy Johnson that you got there. So. I'm going to go with a, a pitchers. I, I generally feel the same way about like, hey, I'd really rather we we keep the two distinct. I really wish like the Hank Aaron Award would get the same level of interest as the Cy. Then I'd be more open to the MVP going to anybody. Because like I understand that it's open to anybody. So when people vote for them, it's not wrong. But it's like, dang, you know, they had the Cy where that was all to themselves. And then the the MVP, you know, the hitters had to fight with the pitchers, and they don't have a prestigious award of their own. That's why I kind of, kind of balk against it. I'm sorry, though. 
in in 2000 pedro deserved both and and there's just there's just no way he didn't that is one of the single greatest seasons in baseball history and he got the mvp he got the sigh but he deserved the double dip and we've done the double dip enough that I, it, it should have happened. I mean, he had a 174 ERA, which is a 291 ERA plus because of the era it was in. Now, Jason Giambi won with a hell of a season. I don't want to take away from the fact that he put up an 11-23 OPS and eight wins. Um, A-Rod had a 10-win season. Pedro's was 12 wins. And that's baseball reference war, um, which which goes a little bit more off of the, the what happened as opposed to theoretical, but I bet his war... For uh, for us is massive too. In fact, I'll look it up real quick. In 2000, Pedro's WAR was 9.4 uh, on our site. So you're talking about just obscene numbers. And to that point, that kind of gap to me, you know, they weren't going to give it. Uh, a Rod dealt with the same thing that Ichiro did. I think that I think the M's were no good in 2000. That's probably what. Uh, why A Rod wasn't considered? Oh no, they actually they finished second. They were ninety one and seventy one. So I mean, he probably had a case at it too over Giambi. But the, you know, a lot of times it's even still today the winner uh, being on a winning team can be a deciding factor, which isn't necessarily fair because you're hurting somebody for their twenty four teammates, twenty five coming into this year. Once we, if we ever start, but uh, yeah, I think Pedro deserved the double dip. Because, again, that is one of the very best seasons ever. At least he didn't, you know, stupidly somehow lose the uh, the the Cy Young. He did get that, but he deserved the MVP as well in 2000. So I'm going to go Pedro, MVP, 2000. Good call. And then I'm going to go... I'm going to go to 1974. Let's take a trip back. Wait, when, when, when was your gay one, Perry? One was that 1972? 72, yeah. Okay, so so we both we both getting in the way back machine. What if I told you that Michael Jack Schmidt played 162 games, hit 36 homers, MLB best, 116 ribbies, 23 steals, 106 strike uh, walks, excuse me, 138 strikeouts, by the way, which was a league high, which is hilarious considering what today's league highs are. 282, 395, 546. Hell of a season. Great defense at third base. 10 war. Where do you think that finished in the MVP? <laughs> well, I'm guessing with this, you're going to say it finished in like 14th. Yeah, not quite that low, but it finished 6th somehow. And the guy who won was Steve Garvey. And I've known about this this Garvey MVP you know, for, for a while, and I've always been boggled by it. And just doing this exercise makes me even more boggled slash angry about it because I'm like, but why, dude? And, you know, I imagine, in fact, I'm looking at it right now. Hang on. Yeah, because they went 102 and 60. So they picked the best guy. Well, they didn't even pick the best guy. They, they should have picked uh, Jim Wynn. Is that Jimmy Wynn? Just going by Jim? Yeah, it is. Uh, so they put. They should have picked Toy Cannon, Jimmy Wynn, because he had a 151 OPS plus to uh, Garvey's 130. If they were going to pick some, if they were just going to pick the best player from that team, that's the way they should have gone. But no, they went with Steve Garvey for some ungodly reason, dude. Who had like literally half the war. And war is not everything, but when it's that decisive, that's disgusting. 10, 10 wins, 9.7 to 4.4. Come on, dude. At least Wynn had 7.7, and he was fifth. There was still Lou Brock, Mike Marshall, and Johnny Bench. In between. Johnny Bench had 7.8, so that was that was perfectly fine. But it should have been Schmidt, Wynn, Bench, or uh, and get Morgan in the mix as well. Like Those four should have been up at the top. Lou Brock and Steve Garvey had no business. Garvey had 21 homers, 111 ribbies. 312, 342, 469. He had an 811 OPS, dude. What? What did he, like, was it because he was good looking? <laughs> People mesmerized by his good looks or something? That, that could be it. That's why I'm still on the podcast. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, that, that, does, that does crazy things. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a travesty there. And I think Schmidt deserved the 1974 MVP. And, you know, like you said with, um, with regards to Randy Johnson. It's not that Schmidt didn't get his due. He has three MVPs, 
But that doesn't mean that you don't deserve the ones that you want as well. You know, it's the same thing with Trout. I don't know if I, I, any of us are either of us are going to draft any Trout seasons, but maybe just because he's gotten his due doesn't mean that he's not deserving of of the other ones where he was the the clear best player. So I'm going Schmidt. Pardon me on my phone there, not turning it off like an idiot. Schmidt, 1974 MVP. Big time mistake there. Sorry, Steve Garvey, but get out of here. Oh, okay. So many, so many good ones to choose from at right? this point. Uh, hmm. I think I gotta go with Mark McGuire not winning the MVP uh, in 1998. Yeah, I mean, uh, on my list for sure. As much as I am not necessarily a, a proponent of. Uh, oh, this guy had a milestone. Like th- we should honor it. I mean, that home run race with Sammy Sosa saved baseball in, yeah, in and, many ways. And he was just better, though, too. He was. Like, he, why did Sosa win it? Yeah, led the league in OBP, um, uh, walks, OPS. Uh, I mean, just uh, he he was fantastic, and and he won the home run race. Like, hello. <laughs> I mean, and like I said, I mean, that that home run race, I mean, brought so many fans uh, to baseball or brought people back to baseball because mm-hmm. it just was so exciting watching him and Sosa uh, go back and forth and uh, McGuire pulling away towards the end. And uh, it just, it's surprising to me that McGuire, like, I didn't even realize McGuire didn't win the MVP that year, that Sosa won it. So I, uh, I, I think if you ask me, Blindly, there, I, I I probably would have said McGuire, I, not remembering yeah. properly. I, th- I think I think I'm with you there, where I would have just said, "Well, yeah, McGuire." You know, you said who who won who won during the home, or I might I might have had my antenna up because you were asking, so I'd be like, "Hmm, you're asking, so maybe not McGuire." But that's my first inclination. So yeah, I think I'm with you, where I just assumed that he won it because, of course, did he ever get an MVP then? Uh, I don't. Or did he just get his Rookie of the Year? I think he might just have gotten a rookie of the year. Huh. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Do you think he's a yeah. Hall of Famer? <sighs> I I'm I'm torn on that. And and I'm I'm definitely pro I'm close on that too. Pro I'm pro guys getting into the Hall of Fame that use steroids. And yeah, and it's not because we care about PDs. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so let's be clear about that. You and I are and I think you stand with me and if you're going to let Bud Selig walk in, then I don't want to hear any bullshit about keeping certain players mm-hmm. out. Like You're not going to make Clemens, Bonds, and McGuire wear the entire era and let that clown waltz right in. That's- I mean, we, we have spitballers who are allowed to go in. I mean, it, it's pretty well documented. The guys in the 60s and 70s used amphetamines. Uh, amphetamines. Um, I mean, That's different. You I can't go back and different. change. The, you can't go back and change the rules. It's different, dude. Yeah. Why? Why is that different? Why is it different? Because it was like they were like pill bottles or like jars of them out like candy dishes or the wired coffee versus the regular coffee. Like, no, it's not different. That's insane. And you're a dumb person if you think that. I'm so sorry. You're crazy. You're crazy. Um, but anyway, go ahead. Continue, sir. Uh, fifth pick. I'm going to take Mike Trout's 2018 season. There it is. Uh, Lost to uh, Mookie Betts. I think part of it is voter fatigue, and I think yep. we see this every once in a while where there's one clear greatest player uh, in the league, uh, and Mag Trout is that guy, and they refuse to give him uh, the MVP. Uh, I and hate voter fatigue, dude. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, 39 home runs, 24 stolen bases. Uh, he had the highest OBP in a decade. Um, his OP, uh, his OPS was 1.88. Uh, I mean, and and you have to remember he lost time. Like there, like he, he, he he was injured down the stretch and, um, and I think that that obviously played into why he did not win the MVP that year is because Mookie Betts finished strong. Uh, Mike Trout did not, uh, but he he should have already had it in the back like that. It shouldn't have been a question. And, and I mean, it was just a fantastic season that uh, wasn't recognized in the way it should have been. No, I'm 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 with you on all that. I think that those are those are good callouts and uh, deserving of 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 being chastised there. 
Have I got one for you? This is a, this is a this is kind of a slam dunk one, but like, like you might you might be familiar with it in terms of the players in, in in question here. But when you understand the statistical differences, you may vomit. So please prepare. Whether you need a, okay. a bucket or a bag of some sort, uh, are you familiar with the Bob Welch season? I am not. Okay, so Bob Welch, a uh, you know a pitcher of 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 note a 17 year career of quality quality work he uh, he threw 3900 uh, excuse me 3092 innings 3092 uh 347 ERA 127 whip good for a 106 ERA plus over his career had some real standout seasons was a Dodgers pitcher for most of it and then Oakland for the second half in 1990 he won 27 games holy toledo 27 out of 35. He had 32 decisions. He went 27 and 6 out of his 35 starts. 295 ERA, 122 whip. You're thinking, hey, that's pretty good, dude. 295 ERA, what are you complaining about? (laughs) Not as good as Roger Clemens. How the fuck did Roger Clemens not win this, dude? (laughs) And I know how. He had a 193, dude. Shave a full run off. Are you kidding me? 193-108. He was 21-6, and six, so you still got your fancy little 20 wins. That is a joke, dude. That is insane, bro. They had, okay, 10 more innings for Bob Welch. Do you want to guess how many more strikeouts Clemens had? Uh, I mean, it was a ton more because I had him on my list. 82! <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. You gotta be kidding me, dude. That one is so bad. It's unbelievable. And again, I've been familiar. I always knew that that it wasn't a terribly well-deserved uh, side because of the 27 wins. But I think when I first learned about it, like war wasn't really a huge thing. And and again, I want to be clear. War is not everything. But when you go from 10.0 or 10.4 to 2.9, you can't tell me that war doesn't matter at that point. Like that that is telling me like the, the the metric is good enough that when there's that big of a discrepancy, the other player with the higher number is very much clearly better by a substantial margin. And if you want to go by our war, it's 8.2 to probably like less than one because he had a terrible fit. Uh, let's see, 19. Yeah, 1.8. 1.8. So 8.2 to 1.8 if you go by ours. Um, and I've just been using... Uh, I've been using the baseball reference one because of their award page being a little bit more, more tidy uh, to, to look at with everything. But, like, that's so horrible, dude. So I'm going Clemens, Cy, in 1990. One of the most egregious ones. Frankly, we made, we might have left it on the board too long, if, I, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. No, it sh- I should have taken it last round. Because, yeah. I mean, just utterly insane. Mm-hmm. But, hey fancy 27 wins and like hey that's cool and he even had a 295 uh you know era like i said he wasn't bad but my god clemens if clemens understood the gravity of what he did you know you never know how much these guys fully grasp their statistical performance but he had to be pissed if he did um and then with my next pick i'll go another homer one just so you don't get it it's a it's another popular one from the 80s and i'm gonna take the alan trammell season there there is yeah, there is no way that George Bell deserved that. That is the prototypical, stereotypical, standard homers and RBIs over overall production. George Bell had 47 homers, 134 ribbies, 308, 352, 605. Hell of a season. I am not here to disparage the season, but it was nothing compared to what Trammell did, but he only went 28-105. But he also had 21 steals, 343-402-551, and of course, strong defense at short versus a a you know mediocre to poor fielder in, in one of the corners, and probably some DH in there as well, but though I don't know for certain. Only seven games at DH. So he was out there in left field playing, but come on, dude. Slam dunk here. You're talking about a three, three and a half win difference between these two. This is another one that's a well-known one, but I gotta go with it. I gotta go Trammel over uh, um, uh, George Bell there for the 1987 MVP. 
Oh, yeah, that's that's another good one. You're, you're crushing my cue right now. Happy, um, happy to know. So, yeah, no, I, I uh, that, that, that's a bit of a bummer for me, so. Um, hmm. I think I'm gonna go old school again. I love it. Because these, these are more fun. Uh, and I'm gonna go with, uh, let's see, I think I'll go with Burt Blylevin, uh, not winning the AL Cy Young in 1973. Do tell. So, uh, clearly the highest war, he finished seventh, tied for seventh. Only one for, or no, sorry, zero first place votes. Um, you know, one percent share of the votes. Uh, his, uh, 9.7, uh, B war was... Uh, over three points higher than Jim Palmer, who uh, won that year. Yeah, I'm telling you, good-looking um, dudes, they just get st- stuff for no reason. Yeah, which is surprising because he had, I mean, Burt Bylevin won 20 games that year. Hey, uh, he hit the magic number. <laughs> yeah, he had a 2.52 ERA uh, that season in 325 innings pitched. What? Um, I, <laughs> yeah, so. I love uh, that. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there were a lot of deserving guys. Nolan Ryan that year threw 326 innings. And he never uh, won one. He didn't win one? Oh, I don't I think, think so, right? You might be right, right, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that Nolan never won a sigh. I think you could... Uh, now I'm looking at Nolan's stats, and you can really make an argument for him That'd winning this one, too. Him. If I just took him next. <laughs> 383 strikeouts for Nolan that year. What? Uh, I mean, just ridiculous. Um, but, uh, I mean, Bly Level... Bly, 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 can't even say it. Bly Levin uh, was absolutely dominant that season for Minnesota. Uh, and uh, he, he threw 25 complete games. Uh, and like I said, nine, nine of them were shutouts. Uh I mean, he was just untouchable. Jim Palmer was good, but not nearly as good uh, as either Blylevin or Nolan Ryan in that season. So I, I, I'm I'm going with Burt Blylevin and his uh, 1973 uh, seventh place finish. I like it. I like that. Uh, I like that education there too. Who who won it? Uh, Jim Palmer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Being good looking, freaking jerk. Yeah. All right. Uh, Us that- good looking people have it. All the time. Um, all right. Th- then I'm just so. gonna I'm just gonna put the dagger in your heart and take Mike Trout's 2012 uh, loss of MVP. Um, I'm not saying Miggy didn't deserve an MVP uh, or didn't have an MVP uh, quality uh, season, winning the triple crown for the first time in God knows how long. But I mean, Mike Trout was just better, and that's what it comes down to. And uh, and it, it, one of, I mean, it's hard because, I mean, he's going to end up having so many of these great seasons, but 30 home runs, 963 OPS, 49 stolen bases. Um, and, I mean, he won the rookie of the year, so you can't really, you know, get too mad about it, but Mike Trout deserved to win both rookie of the year and MVP that year, uh, hands down. Yeah. Um, you know, as a Tigers fan, I love that Miggy went back to back. That's the one. It, it's funny because the triple crown year is the one that I really uh, say that he he could have lost and I would have had no problem. I think he had a better case in uh, in thirteen when he won. Um, even though when you start to factor in defense and go by WAR, that still leans Trout. But I think that one was much closer. The the twelve vote uh, it really should have gone to Trout. And if he doesn't win this the triple crown, I don't think Mickey gets it. But uh, he did, so he got he got that win. But that's a good pick. It was on my board, though. I am I am a homer just uh, to, to a degree, but I am also honest, and so I would have I would have gr- gladly taken it if we had left it out there too much longer there. So good pick. But guess what? Mickey's a god, so there. <laughs> but no, he absolutely like come on, dude. All right, I'm gonna take you back to the '80s, and I I acknowledge that. A lot of this, uh, you know, a, a decent number of these, they don't have a way to factor defense all that well. So, you know, using war and just shoving it in people's face after the fact, it, I want to be a little bit fair about it. But it's not like first versus second here. 1984, 
Mr. Ripken had already started his magical streak. Played 162 games, duh. 27 homers, 86 ribs, 304, 374, 5'10", obviously picking it at short. Where do you think his 1984 season finished on the MVP charts? Oh, I, I know this one. So <laughs> he finished 27th. 27! <laughs> you want to foster a guess at how much war he had? Uh, wins. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, so... Uh, I wasn't much of a baseball fan growing up there, but uh, Cal Ripken was a god. This is know. disgusting, dude, that he is not even in contention for this. And, like, again, you know, okay, he had, he had just won it, and he won Rookie of the Year in 82, MVP in 83, so maybe there was voter fatigue there, which, again, is so stupid just because somebody's great for an ex- extended period of time. Surely you can reward that, but no, I guess not. Um, but like a reliever won it. Willie Hernandez won it for the Tigers and Dan Quisenberry was third. What was the boner for relievers that year, dude? <laughs> Why? You could use Burt Blylevin's, uh, season in that year too, for a Cy Young one, by the way, because he went off again and lost to two relievers. He finished uh, third to, to, to those same pair there. But the fact that Ripken's 27th here And again, I know that they don't have anything like war to calculate his overall value. But come on. One of the old school things we hear is, you know, defense up the middle and intangibles and playing every day. What doesn't Rip can have that even old school folks can understand? He has everything. And he played every dang day. He had a great season. I think I'm mostly pissed that he was 27th. But he damn well deserved the reward. Uh, uh, the award as well. So I'm going to go Cal Ripken, 1984 MVP. Absolutely ridiculous that he didn't even, he didn't even sniff it, dude. He did not even get in the ballpark there. Very bad. All right. Now this next one, I'm torn between a couple different things here. And you know what? I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to crap on a reliever again. <laughs> Justin, why does Mark Davis have a Cy Young? I don't know. Do you even I mean, know he, who he, Mark Davis is? He's the he's the owner of the Raiders, right? <laughs> That's Mike Davis, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's Mark. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, he also has a Cy Young. Because he put up 92 and two thirds of a 185-105 ERA whip combo with 92 strikeouts in 1998. Cool, dude. Neat. Oral Hershiser that year simply had 256 and two thirds of a 231 in 118. But you know what? He was 15 and 15. And that, you know, he just didn't have the will to win, I guess, dude. He just didn't have that will to win. Now, and he was probably being compared to his season beforehand when he went 23-8 and eight and did win the Cy. But if you truly look at it, the ERA was only five ticks higher. So wouldn't that clue you in that, that the win-loss was maybe due to some support or severe and utter lack thereof by his team as opposed to anything he did, you know? It's like he he went 23-8 and eight the year before with a 226, then 15-15 and 15 with a 231. Whose fault is that? Who Who's that on there? Surely that's on Oral, right? He just didn't do enough. He finished fourth, dude. Mike Scott and Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, very worthy uh Third place finisher there with the Cubs. Mike's got not not a bad second place finisher, but Hershiser should have won this dude. A 231 for 256 innings. That was an NL best. His third straight year leading the NL in um in innings. It's definitely because of the 15 and 15 record, which is so stupid. So and, and to give it to a reliever, I think that that's the most egregious part here is who actually won it because you can go a couple different routes, but I'm going to go with Oral Hershiser here in 1989, the Cy Young travesty. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good one. Definitely was. Both of those were on my list, so my my list is starting to get a little sparse. So, uh, yeah, down. Mm, yeah, I'm trying to think of where I want to go here. Uh, I did not think you were gonna do as many old school ones as me, uh, but you you have uh, held your own in this draft, my uh, my friend. So thank you, thank you. Um, I think I'll go with Ken Griffey Jr.'s 1996. Okay. Uh, Losing the MVP. Okay. Do tell. So, uh, let's see. In 19... And I've lost my notes, apparently. Uh, oh, hit 49 home runs, 140 RBI, 628 slug. Uh, he, uh, he 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 uh, lost to Juan Gonzalez, um, but he Dude. had, had <laughs> six wins higher than him in... Uh, in war uh that year so uh yeah i it's it's weird because ken griffey is one of those good looking players right yeah yeah what's what's the deal there um by the way juan gonzalez eh, thief dude absolute thief because i have another season from that year uh you did 98 or was that 96 uh i did 90 oh you did 96 yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was egregious uh, and by the way, A-Rod could have won that year. Um, and then in 98, he's got candidates for days that we could go to, including A-Rod again. I'll just I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. Juan Gonzalez should have zero MVPs. I'm sorry, dude. Just stop, please. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a great pick there, Gr- Griffey. And again, he finished bu- fourth. Finished prob- fourth that year. Stop, dude. Playing elite defense in center field for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. <sighs> A-Rod was the only guy who you could justify finishing ahead of him. Yeah, A-Rod was just right below him in the war, like point three uh, below him. Oh, I thought about putting A-Rod on the list just for this season as well, but I didn't feel like I could put both. But A-Rod's triple slash that year, uh, 358, 414, 631. I mean, A-Rod was an absolute beast Dude, uh, in Seattle. How did they finish second? They also had Buner and Edgar go off that year. Oh God! They no wasted pitching. so much talent. Yeah, they had no pitching, dude. No pitching. Sorry, Mariners fans. Not 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 trying to bring up uh, some sad stuff, but man, y'all, y'all have had some of the greatest talent ever, and don't really have anything to show for it. Quite <clears throat> anyway, literally, yeah. do not have anything to show for it. Absolutely nothing. All <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like I'm taking too many MVPs, and I don't know if Cy Youngs, but. Uh, I feel like this one should have gone earlier, uh, and that is Ricky Henderson not winning the MVP in 1985. Great, great call out here. Uh, stole 80 bases that year, hit 24 home runs, triple slash of 314, 419, 516. Uh, <laughs> 172 hits that year, I mean, just, and finished third behind Don Mattingly and George Brett. Yeah, and like, what what two things did Mattingly do better? Mm-hmm. I mean, Home George Brett was movies. yeah. George Brett was more deserving uh, than, uh, uh, than than Mattingly too. Mattingly yep. was. I mean, George Brett had eight point three B WAR uh, to Mattingly's six point five, but both were dwarfed uh, comparatively speaking to Ricky Henderson's nine point nine. Uh, I just yeah, Ricky Henderson, one of the greatest players of all time, and I felt like. That one was left around a little bit too long. No, I agree. It was absolutely on my board, so I, I like where you're like where you're at on that one. Um, Ricky actually popped up a couple different times for me, and because he was such a monster, and of course he did. You know how much is still our stolen bases valued, and I think it's probably not that much in context of MVPs, and that's not fair. Uh, you know, they, they do have value. They do have plus value. He's turning singles into extra base hits uh, is what he's doing. And, and essentially often turning them into triples because he would steal both bases in the blink of an eye. The dude was an absolute monster at it. So, uh, yeah, definitely like that. And I think that's a good pick. Let's see here. Where do I want to go? Um... You know what? I'll go for Cy Young as well. And I'm going <laughs> to, again, I'm going to pick on a reliever. In fact, a reliever I've already crapped on. I'm, I'm just, uh, <laughs> Willie Hernandez. 
you're Tiger, dude. I love you, and I like getting you in video game. You know, like OOTP, his card sims so well for that season. But, bro, you're stealing a... Like, how did a reliever win MVP Cy Young combo? Eckersley did it again eight years later. What the frick, dude? What were they thinking? That's so stupid. So, he had a great season, of course. And high leverage matters, so you can't just go off of the raw totals. But you love getting 80 games and 140 innings, right? He was there doing double, you know, d- double workload of a standard reliever. And uh, he put up a 192 ERA, .94 whip, good for five wins. Out of a reliever, that's that's incredible. Dave Steeb had a 283 ERA and a 113 whip in 267 innings. I'm sorry, man. Like, that 127 extra innings of excellent work matters a lot. And where do you think Dave Steeb finished? Dead ass last. He had wow. one one vote point. Um and he had eight war, according to eight, eight B war there with this season. Like, what an excellent season that was just, eh, who cares? He didn't do anything. He led baseball in innings. And that's that's an incredible season. And they weren't bad. They finished second in the division. So, yeah, that was the great Tigers season. And they, you know, they wanted to the reward somebody from there, I guess. But, like, that doesn't make any sense. They, he wasn't the best player. Take the guy who led baseball in innings and ERA plus, led the AL in hit rate, uh, and just had a dominant season. And that would be Dave Steve. So I'm going to go 1984, Dave Steve, Cy Young. Thanks. And then to finish off my draft here, let's see. You know, there's so many A-Rod seasons. He should have had so many, so many MVPs. And I don't know if I should go for one of them or just we've talked about him enough and acknowledged how great he is that it's like, uh Because it, it's just like, how many did he end up getting? Three? He got three and probably yeah, deserved like so, six. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so that's like it's not as egregious in terms of overall, you know, pointing out that that uh, that somebody was robbed. And I understand that. But I will say that, you know, the guys I'm considering here have gotten their due as well. I'm really I'm really laboring between a bunch. You know what? I'm going to go with another Cy Young because I like pitching a lot. How the freak did the amazing Doc Gooden debut not win Cy Young. Like, I don't understand that. He did win Rookie of the Year. He was second, so it wasn't super egregious. But he still was so clearly better than Rick Sutcliffe, who won it after coming over via trade, Justin. He went 16-1 and in 150 innings for the Cubs, and they gave it to him you know, coming over as a trade acquisition. He's the only guy to ever do that, to win a major award uh, after coming over via trade in season. And it's like, like that's a cool novelty. And he was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But when you're giving an individual league award, the guy who threw 218 innings with a better ERA and virtually the same whip, they go down to the fourth decimal, uh, 107.3 to 107.8, or third decimal, excuse me. Uh, Gooden has him there by by point zero zero five, but 218 to 150 innings. I can't count what Sutcliffe did in the AL because it doesn't matter because that's not what he's getting the Cy Young for. Plus, he was crap with Cleveland anyway. He had a 5.15 ERA in 94 innings. And I wonder if the transformation is part of why he got it as well. Like, look at what he did when he got to the Cubs. He was so unbelievable. Nah, dude, that Gooden season deserved full accolades. He should have gotten Cy uh, Rookie of the Year. And you know what? He damn well could have gotten MVP, but not really. Ryan Sandberg was amazing, and I think he was well deserving there. So I don't have uh, I don't have a beef with that. But Dwight Gooden, 1984, Cy Young to finish up my draft, and I end up going one, two, three, four, five, six size. I went more size than than MVPs. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to finish with a Cy Young as well. Um... The question is, which one of my remaining six do I want to put on the list? Yeah, which which one is it? I think I'm going to go more recent. Okay. Um, I haven't been pandering to the vote, but I think more recent picks. Uh, 
is uh, the better way to get the vote. Well, who knows? I think this is one of those ones. It doesn't really matter. This has just been a fun draft. Yeah, this but, is educational, too. But I'm going to go with Zach Granke in 2015. Ooh, I like this because this was an amazing race. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I think if Clayton Kershaw hadn't been so good that year, uh, and Kershaw finished third, but I think they split a little bit of the vote being on the same team. You're right. Uh, and uh, I think Granke would have won. Uh, Jake Arrieta won the award that year, um, but Granke had a higher B-War, had a lower ERA. Um, it just, I, I know he's not the strikeout pitcher that Arietta was, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, that obviously played into it, but I just think he was a better overall pitcher that year. Uh, and, and it's not that, it's not that Arietta um, was an undeserving winner. Oh, no. I think in this case, it's just a, it's deserving versus more deserving. Specifically and, and, in this case. And you got to think that some voters just saw the 22-game winner in Arietta and went, well, he, he deserves to win. And, and the disgusting second half. Yeah. That so, burned in their brain. Yeah. So, I mean, Arietta, great pitcher, definitely deserved to win that award. Uh, but I felt like Zach Granke was a bit more deserving uh, of winning the uh, the 2015 Cy Young. Yeah, no, I, I like where your head's at there. And, again, that's one that's not necessarily – um, an egregious winner so much as it is this guy this guy lost though in in a really 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 tough battle and you could have definitely seen it go the other way um, i mentioned that i had like three a-rod seasons 98 2000 2002 that were on here um, i almost did the pedro double dip and said his 99 should have won the mvp as well i, I <laughs> almost put pedro's 2003 on there He's God, he is such a beast. Uh, Tony Gwynn. Did you have any Tony Gwynn on there? I, I did 19, not. His 1987. And it, this is definitely something like, you know, they're not going to vote for the guy who hit seven homers with 54 ribbies. But he went 370, 447, 511. And, he, and it was a gold glove or silver slugger. And I know gold gloves aren't perfect back then, especially. But that was the Andre Dawson season where it was such a home. It was just like the George Bell thing, and they won it in the same year. It was homers and RBIs. He went 49-137. He had a good season, but Tony Gwynn was better, but he didn't do it in the flashy categories. So he finished eighth. And, I mean, there are so many guys that deserved it over Dawson, including Reigns, Strawberry, uh, probably Jack Clark, Ozzie Smith, but flashy categories. So at Mike Schmidt again. You know, Mike Schmidt is such a monster, dude. But doing the research for this one, I learned just even further how great he was. 2007 NL MVP had uh, multiple candidates who I think deserved it more. I believe that was uh, Jimmy Rollins winning it. And I like him, and he was good, but man, he did not deserve that. Pujols, right? Chase Utley deserved it more. Chipper Jones, uh, probably Troy Tulowitzki, like. That was a tough win for Rollins there. Uh, you know, he won it, but I had Pools and Wright specifically on my board. Clemens, 2005 Cy, Trout, 2013 MVP, and Boggs, 1989 MVP are the highlights of my remainder. And then I have some deeper cuts that I, I wasn't really considering drafting. Yeah, I had uh, A-Rod's 2000 uh, MVP, Wilbur Woods, 2000, or 1971 uh, Cy Young. Um, or not winning the Cy Young then. Randy Johnson, uh, 1997, not winning the Cy. Uh, you mentioned Roger Clemens in 2005, not winning. Uh, Tom Seaver, 1971. Pedro in, in 2003. And then Kevin Brown, not winning the Cy Young in 1998. Uh, when he won 18 games, um, he th uh, threw 257 innings with 257 strikeouts and a 238 ERA. Jeez. So... <laughs> Come Those up. were my honorable mentions. I dig it. This was a fun one. I really enjoyed doing this. Um, you know, it's fu it's fun to go back and look. And again, you know, we we reference stuff like war a lot, and that wasn't obviously available. But I don't think you needed war to see how like because the, I knew some of these were egregious before war was ever created. Like I grew up hearing about how stupid it was that um, uh, um, Trammell didn't get the '87 MVP. And I can look at the 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 Ripken one. I'm just like, wh wh why? Like, what 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 did he not do well enough for you guys that uh, that you didn't want to vote for him? So I, I I don't know. But this was an enjoyable one. Um, we'll be back Thursday doing our NL 
breakouts from every team just uh, out of nowhere breakouts that we did to to uh be the companion to their al from the last episode so justin hope you have a great week and i'll talk to you in a couple days take it easy